This is Bulls Beat on USF Bulls Unlimited. Each weekday morning, Bulls Beat is your stop for exclusive interviews, highlights, and the very latest on all sports at the University of South Florida. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. Hello and welcome to the Monday Bulls Beat. Plenty of highlights from the weekend. Oh, so close for the men's basketball team. Thought they had it. And, oh, such a challenge for the women's basketball team until the third quarter when the Bulls put on a blitz. You'll hear every single make from a pretty decent little stretch of nine straight field goals for the Bulls in Wichita. They're 3-0 in the conference, and they are home for their next two games. This week on the channel, a couple things since the two games that are being played by the basketball teams are both on the same night, so we kind of have some openings. We're going to roll out for the last time in order the top 22 games of 2022. So we'll just sort of play them nonstop starting later on on this Monday, and that'll be the last time we do it for the rest of the week. We broke those out the week of Christmas and a little bit disjointed in and around some other stuff last week, so I wanted to run those straight through. So that'll be kind of our programming schedule for the week. And as far as Bulls beat goes, we are going to indeed start to get a little into baseball and softball mode. If you're familiar with the show, and I'm very fortunate to have this ability the last few years when it's been any of the team's photo shoot days, they've set me up with an audio portion so I can grab some interviews for this show. Did it last with basketball, and now this week baseball and softball are having theirs. Yeah, the season's going to begin in less than a month. For softball and then a week after it'll be baseball in fact I'm going to take tomorrow off from doing this show because I really do want to map things out and you know not wait until the week before the season to realize that we're going to have some issues and these are issues we can deal with but we're definitely going to have to deal with them as far as you know me not being available I'll be on the road with women's basketball definitely for the conference tournament and hopefully for the NCAA tournament when back at home baseball and softball are going to be playing and like can't broadcast those games so we definitely have a roster of very very capable folks who can help out if you'll remember Kevin Erlinson stood in for me on women's soccer we've got guys named Jim Lauk and Ryan Urquhart when they're not doing tv stuff that are more than willing to help out on USF Bulls Unlimited so just want to make sure I got everything in line before it gets to the times when we're actually having to call the games and the planning stage is uh, passed so that's kind of what I'm going to be doing a little bit of this week. Incidentally, the softball photo shoot is going to be a nighttime situation. I guess they wanted to have a little nighttime vibe to their actual video part of things, so I'll be talking to those ladies on Thursday night. It will be strange to have the team without Georgina Corrick, but we'll give you the lay of the land there. And then on Friday, it's time to talk to the folks on the baseball squad. Oh, another reason I'm not doing a show tomorrow is we'll be busy. We'll be getting up early and getting set up for the grand opening. Hopefully you guys can make it out yourselves. It's something that we talked about on the new Bulls Meet Ahead with Michael Kelly. A chance for the public to come on out to the porterhouse. Yeah, our grand opening is going to be on uh, Tuesday, which is uh, January the 10th at 9.30 in the morning uh, is when we're going to start. And uh, obviously the, the, main, the main event, uh, the, the main folks that are going to be in there are student athletes. This building is for them, so we've invited each and every one of them. They're all <laughs> excited about it. Uh, you know, and then obviously we've in, we're inviting all of Bulls Nation and the community that's interested because we know people have made investments in that. Not just the major donors I spoke to before, spoke of before a few minutes ago, but obviously some folks have made anything from a one dollar donation to a ten thousand dollar donation as well. And so to have all of Bulls Nation feel welcome to come and check it out and uh, next at the grand opening uh, on on Tuesday morning is going to be your chance. So I, I genuinely encourage folks to come out at nine thirty, January tenth, and. Uh, 
come celebrate the uh, ribbon cutting, if you will, and the grand opening of a great facility. We're going to have uh, uh, certainly Chairman Weatherford and President Law will will be at the event and speak, and and uh, uh, I'll have Coach uh, Coach Golish and Coach McCord from our lacrosse program that will be major speakers. And from a student athlete standpoint, even though they're all be in, all 500 of them will be in in, in present. Amazing. Uh, but uh, we'll have Gary Bohannon, our quarterback. Uh, uh, speaking and, and Michaela Washington, the head of our SAC uh, group and prominent volleyball player, so they'll be able to speak from a student athlete perspective. So, again, for training, for events like this, just to, it's just a wonderful facility, and we can't wait to celebrate with Bulls Nation on Tuesday morning. That was on the new Bulls Speed Ahead, which we aired beginning on Friday morning. A couple more chances to hear it on Monday afternoon, and we've already posted it to our Unlimited Unloaded page. Just go to SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Amazon Podcasts. Type Unlimited Unloaded and hear the whole show. I'm going to try and get set up to broadcast it live. Trust me, I know how, and if I can do it, we'll do it. If not, you'll hear plenty of sound bites on Wednesday's show. It begins at 9.30. Michael Kelly is going to speak, so is President Law, Will Weatherford, Coach Golish, Mindy McCord of Lacrosse. Of course, they're going to be using that facility Gary Bohannon and Michaela Washington Mack, who is the Student Athletes Advisory Committee co-president and a great member of the volleyball team. Should be a fun morning for Bulls fans. It was a fun Saturday afternoon for the Bulls women's basketball team, starting at about 4 o'clock Eastern because the game began at 3 o'clock Eastern, and there were some issues in the first half. The Bulls going up against a Wichita State team, which had given them down-to-the-wire contest last year, Bulls had some serious issues, especially in Kansas, had to pull it out at the very end. And you just figured, even though Wichita State brought in a pretty respectable record of 11-4, upon serious examination of said record, their 11 wins came over teams that were all ranked outside of the 200, but for two, and their highest-ranked opponent was 167. And as far as when they played a top 100 team, the just one time, They got beat by 20 by Kansas, so you figured the Bulls had the edge there, but you also just figured based on how things generally go against the Shockers, who are a team that really can't shoot the three-point shot too well but have some serious effort players. They pride themselves on rebounding big time, and that's kind of what was happening in the first half anyway, along with some fouls. Before we get to that, Elena Chinecki had a big-time start. Wilson to Chinecki. Reverse layup, and one, what a move by Elena Chinecki. I don't think they're going to have much success guarding her today. Again, has gotten that scoring average up to 17.7, which leads the team not only, but also the conference. Makes the free throw as she has been very good at this year, shooting 78%, and the Bulls have the lead. I think Chinecki could be in for a big day. Now Brito, wide open in the corner is Chenecki, and that was a great look by Carla. And like I said, Elle's going to get some looks today. She drains it, and it's 6-4 to four Bulls. Chenecki is on fire. Steps inside the free throw line. Bank shot. It is 8-4. Colbert has to give it up. A long three-point attempt by McCarty off the mark. Now the Bulls want to run with Brito. Ooh, a nifty little dump in pass to Dulce. That was sweet. And thank you, Mangiano, with the layup. 10-4. Brito sort of guided it one-handed style high and over the other defender. Dulce getting down the court as well, but that was all about the pass. So we went into that first media timeout with a relatively comfortable lead and coming out of it, a free throw and 
Everything was fine until it wasn't. Dulce Clinkamangiati makes the second free throw, and it's 11 to 6. Bulls. Dulce and L have been the two scorers. Sammy Puisis has missed her one three point attempt. I'm going to guess that she gets some more. Who did they get on that foul? Right in front of me, Dulce Fankamangiato away from the ball, guarding a guard. And she does double team out in that part of the court. Boy, man, oh man, you have got to watch out picking up unnecessary fouls against guards that aren't going to be putting up the ball. Keep that in mind. That is her first foul. 4.27 to go here in the first quarter. Jose Fernandez is speaking directly to the official who made the call. Sam Puisis is open, and oh, are they going to call Dulce on a moving screen? They do. So two absolutely unnecessary fouls on Dulce Fankamangiadu in a short span, and she has to head out. Two fouls in 32 seconds, and in comes Emma Johansson. She would sit out the entire last 14 minutes of the first half. Johansson would come in and pick up a lot of fouls as well, and then she was joined by the leading scorer for the team. Bulls were up 14-10 after the first quarter, but were only 4 for 10, and the person who made all but one of those shots went to the bench, which, as you'll hear, turned the vibe very strongly in favor of the hosts. Foul total is not alarming, eight, but five combined on the two Bulls centers is the alarming part. Wilson, Chinecki trying to fight through a screen, and they call her for it. Now she's gotta come out. Three fouls, and the foul trouble is dire right now. Chinecki doesn't complain. I saw it, the ref saw it. She had two players to fight through, so she pushed off. Elena Chinecki and her 10 points are on the bench. So you've got Maria to the two. Ariel Wilson running the point. Puis is the three, obviously. Guido and Johansson. And Ibis is making Johansson work. Now drive to the basket by Dean, no good. And Puisis battles for the rebound, gets it taken away. Boy, Ibis is a beast. Ascende for three. Are you kidding me? Had not made one all year. 0 for 1. A second in the last few minutes. Second chance, three point make. And this is all effort on the other side. The Bulls have got to pick it up. They're down 22 19 midway through the second quarter. That's a good find, and that's a nice. Conversion and one. Wilson whips it inside to Puisis. Strong move to the hoop. Sammy Puisis, you like going to the free throw line for a team that's off to a five for 10 start at the line. So a few things there. First of all, you heard the name Danielle Abies, who is a player that all year long had totaled 12 points. Eight of those coming against South Carolina State, which is the 360th ranked team in the country out of 361. She was from Spain. I can tell you that she might have been a little motivated by the fact that there were two Spaniards on the Bulls roster, even though if it's a rivalry, it was friendly because I can tell you after the game, the Bulls' two Spaniards, Carla Brito, more on her in a second, and Marina Asensio, wanted to make sure they got to hang out a little bit with the two on the Shockers roster. Their backup point guard, Nook Boscaran, and the player who just heard, Abias, who was in for Trajada Colbert. The Bulls had their foul trouble. Wichita had theirs. Colbert had been their leading scorer over the last four games. She almost got shut out in this one, but the problems were on the Bulls' side, as you heard. But the other thing, the end of that sequence, an immediate answer for Sammy Puisis. Yeah, she had a pretty big second quarter. Right after the Shockers take a four-point lead, and it is starting to be a concern, she scores the last five to give her 13 for the quarter and a pretty long shot to end it. Abiz, yep, earns the foul and one. 
And that is foul number four. They've been trying that forever. Rito marked by Asende, wants to get rid of it with five seconds to go on the shot clock. Does she know? Gets a screen from Emma and gets it knocked away. That is just a tough matchup. Now they look to run with Asende, wants to drive on Emma, forces the contact, misses, gets her own rebound, puts it up and in. Jane Asende is unstoppable. And it's a 30 to 26 game, and that could have been foul number five on Johansson, by the way. Puisis drives the lane, and that is a shooter's roll right there. Front rim high off the glass and in. Bulls indeed will have a chance to score here. They're going to take Emma Johansson out of the game. This is a defense for offense with Danny Gonzalez. And if you score here, take a tie or a lead at halftime, get the ball to start the second half. It could be worse. Which tie is 20 points in this quarter, by the way. Ariel Wilson gets it across midcourt with 10 seconds to go. Double screen for her, seven on the shot. Who's she looking for? Puises, there she is, top of the key. She's gonna have to put it up with two at the horn. Yes! Queen for three! Looked like she wasn't gonna shoot the ball there and faked everybody out. What a shot. And Sammy Puises ends the half on a good note. If you were listening, you heard us say if they could just hang around in the first half considering the foul trouble, you would certainly take it, and that's exactly what happened. Again, Dulce Fankamengiadu only officially played six minutes right on six, but Sammy Puises, after not scoring a point in the first quarter, scored all 13 in the second. No other bull had more than two in the period, but you would take it, especially with the knowledge that you're going to have your starters to start the third quarter. Oh, boy, did they ever. They did not leave the court in the third quarter. The Bulls would put up the quarter of the season. Full highlights of that coming up next. Meanwhile, the uh, fouls would start to irk the other team, leading to an ejection that you'll hear. And then we'll get you to what happened on Sunday with the men's basketball team. More highlights of the beginning than the end of that one because it did not end well, unfortunately, for the Bulls. We'll cover it all for you here on Bulls Beat, which continues. Back to the Beat. Bulls Beat continues with Derek Sharp. As we're giving you highlights from the weekend of both basketball teams, we'll remind you that on Wednesday night they'll be playing at the same time, so we'll definitely enlist our friends at the Strike 1025 HD2. Essentially keep it on Bulls Unlimited for the women's basketball action. The HD2 channel will pick up the first half of the men's game, which will begin at 8 o'clock, and then we'll join that in progress on Bulls Unlimited right when we sign off with women's basketball. So Saturday afternoon, if you were listening, you knew there was some concern despite the lead, but you figured things would be a little bit better in the third quarter. Well, the first two minutes didn't feature much, so you just didn't get a good feeling. That changed pretty dramatically the rest of the quarter. In a span of less than six minutes, the Bulls hit nine straight shots to take command. This was enjoyable. And the Bulls still lead it, even though it has been a very shaky start, at least no fouls yet on USF. Wilson gets the handoff, McCarty on her. Oh, there's a nice cut by Brito and a great pass by Ariel. And Brito makes it 33 to 30. Her first points of the game, Wilson's fourth assist of the contest. Great pass and a better cut. 7.52 to go in the quarter. Chinecki wants to feed inside to Dulce. Ascende's on her, gets to whip it across to Wilson. Passes on the wide open three now. Five on the shot clock over to Chinecki. That's going up and down. Chinecki, I told you, man, and it was on that basket at the end of practice yesterday where she just kept making everything. And right when she got rid of that three, I knew it was going down. It's 36 to 30. 
McCarty a tough drive to the basket and lays it in. DJ McCarty has been their leading scorer, only had two points in the first half, cuts it back down to four. Instant answer by the Bulls. Puisis puts it up off the glass and drops it in. She's got 15 points. Chinecki had tied it briefly for the team lead. It's 38-32, so much, much more alacrity to their offense right now. Wilson off the inbounds to Chinecki. Boom. I mean, she's not missing in Wichita. 40 to 32. The Bulls are making their shots at 50%. Oh, that's a great pass by Wilson to Fanka Mangiadu underneath. And the Bulls are rolling now. 42 to 32. 11 to 2 in this quarter, and we've just played four minutes of it. And you just got the timeout on the other side, and the there you go from Jose Fernandez. Wow, they look much better with the starters all on the court at the same time. Kinecki on the handoff, they double team her. Someone's going to be open. It's Ariel Wilson. She gets it over to Brito. She's going to line up a three, fakes it, runs by two shockers, puts it up and in. What a move by Carla Brito. After taking that elbow to the chest, you can see she's determined it's 44-34. She just gave a little head shake like, you can't stop that move. Whatever the Spanish equivalent is. There's Abis though, drives on Dulce, misses the shot. Boy, Asende flies for the rebound and Dulce fights to get it. Wilson, four minutes left to go in the quarter. Bulls outscoring, which shot 15-4. Gets it inside to Dulce. Abis can't handle that. You just heard Priscilla Williams scream from the bench. Great to see Dulce adding to the party, and it's a 14-point lead. Great quarter for the Bulls. Bad dribble there by Wichita. They turned the ball over a ton. Wilson takes advantage. Up to Dulce. Jose saying, let's go. Oh, Sammy wants it. Chinecki gets it to her. It's going up, and it's in. Pui for three, and the Bulls are looking great. 51 to 34. Puisis now has 20 points just like that, and another timeout in the quarter for Wichita State. This is much. Better. The Bulls still have their starters. They've had the first seven minutes of this incredible third quarter. Chinecki out the places. That's going up. Oh, yeah. They still can't miss. Nine in a row from the floor. And it's 54-36. One thirty-nine to go in the, in the third quarter. 54-36. Now to Dulce. Oh, what a bounce pass. But Wilson got stuck underneath the basket. Out to Brito. Shot clock winding down. Five. Wilson bounces to Carlo. What a pass. And what a possession for the Bulls. It is 56 to 36. An amazing quarter for USF. From the floor in the quarter, 10 for 13. And the Bulls kept their starters in there the whole quarter. It was a 25 to 6 period, and they lead it 56 to 36. Generally speaking, when one team makes nine in a row and the other team misses 11 in a row, which is what happened to the Shockers from the midway point, of that third quarter until very early in the fourth. That first team is going to win. As you heard, 10 for 13, nine straight at one point. Sammy Puisis scored 10 points in the frame. Thought Chinecki was going to have a bigger game. Amazingly, she ended up not going, not going for more than 20 points after having doing that the previous three games. Ariel Wilson had six assists in the quarter, ended on nine. So the only reason Sammy Puisis didn't get her career high Elena Chinecki didn't go for 20 again. Dulce Fankamengiadu didn't get a double-double. And Ariel Wilson did not tie her career high in assists with 10. It was because of that third quarter because the Bulls were able to empty their bench early in the fourth. And admittedly a little perverse in the enjoyment level here, but especially after the first half with all the foul trouble that beset the Bulls, it was kind of interesting to see how they only committed one foul in that quarter. And the other head coach did not appreciate that fact and was hoping to get some action on the foul count in the fourth with her team down big. Didn't work out, and 
ended her day pretty quickly. Janiah Thompson getting extended minutes, drives in, and boy, Ariel Wilson saw that coming, makes the steal, and takes it the other way. Does she go around Jana Cindy? Yes, she does to Pui. Open in the corner. Oh, hit off the left side of the backboard. I guess Quisis is not going to. <laughs> and Keitha Adams got two techs, and she's out. She wanted it, and she got it. She just yelled, call the foul, and she's going to get a hearty ovation from the crowd. That is a veteran coaching move right there for Keitha. She doesn't want to watch this. When you yell foul, 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 you're tiptoeing on technical territory. But then when you, and this is radio, so y'all couldn't see it, walk onto the court, gesticulating quite loudly, you're going to get popped. Like I said on the air, when you yell foul, 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 uh, you're probably going to get a tech when you come onto the court and start smacking your fist against your little notepad there. That's the second tech, and she was out. The foul, foul, foul count did not favor Wichita State in the second half. The home team only got to the line twice. Went four for four. They also went 0 for 4 and 3s and 2 for 8 for the game while the Bulls were right around their average in that category, which put them significantly ahead of their opponent, 7 for 19. 18 for 25 at the line, Sammy Puisis, 26 points. She made three of the four technicals. If she'd have made the first one, she would have gotten her career high. She ended up with 26 points. Chineke with 16. Fanka Mengiadu, 9 and 7. Get this, she only played 20 minutes. Her plus minus when she was in the game was a plus 30. And Carla Brito, 11 points all in the second half, 5 for 8. It was nice to see her scoring double figures for the first time in her last seven games. She had been averaging double figures until hitting eight three times in the last six, but not getting into that double-digit territory. Shooting number for the Bulls, they were ahead of 55% after that third quarter. They ended at 46.8 from the floor. Best anyone shot against Wichita this year. 3-0 in the conference, 14-4 overall. Speaking of the conference, later on, on Monday afternoon, we'll give you a separate 15-minute version of Around the American. We'll go ahead and tell you that there are two other teams that are off to 3-0 starts in the league, and the Bulls' next road opponent is included among them, but they'll have two games at home before that. The new rankings come out early on Monday afternoon, and after what happened in the middle of last week with both teams 24 and 25 losing, and I think St. John's and Creighton definitely fall out of the top 25, you would have thought the Bulls could sneak in there, but a couple of the teams ahead of them in the receiving votes category were impressive, including Arkansas with two dominant victories. Arkansas beat Florida 104-72. All five of their starters almost scored exactly 16 points. One of them had 15. Then they rolled again yesterday by 22 at a good Missouri team. Also ahead of the Bulls in the receiving votes category, Villanova got 36 for Maddie Segrist in a win. Texas did lose to Oklahoma State, so... There's a mixed result of teams that are just above the Bulls winning and losing. I don't think enough of a positive mixture to get the Bulls ranked. But trust me, if they keep winning through conference play, they'll get there soon enough. Next chance is Wednesday against Memphis. Men are right there in conference play, but on the wrong side all three times, including easily the best chance at a victory. On Sunday afternoon at home, a lot of positives will take you up until the moment the Bulls led by 14 points. As called by Jim Lighthall and Joey Johnston. We'll start off with the highlight reel moment of the day and the line of the day. Doc Mordar in the game for USF, the true freshman from the South Sudan. Here's a steal. Keyshawn Bryant, look out below. Windmill! Oh, my! Who needs fossil fuels? The windmill's in the building. Wow. 
Keyshawn Bryant with a chance to have an opening and be creative. That's what he relishes, and you could just see the smile on his face as he went up and windmilled it. In the corner, Bryant, he'll load up a three. Good! Gets a block at one end, gets a three at the other. 90 seconds to go before the break, 32-28 Bulls. Chiwa at the high post, they get it to him, and he lowers his shoulder, goes right through Proto, and a layup is good. It's that easy. If they're going to extend their zone that far out, Joey, there's a lot of room at the 15-foot mark. I think Brian Gregory's trying to get his players to recognize that, and I think they just did. Here's an outlet pass that's taken away by Selton Miguel like a free safety. He read that one the whole way. Selton into the paint, leaves it inside to Russell. Chiwa layup good. Attacking the basket, he pulled the big man over and got an easy layup for his center. Well, Russell Chiwa continues to thrive. Out to Selton Miguel. He puts it on the floor. He's going to go to the basket, stops on a dime, reverses field, jump hook, good. Self Miguel gets his first made field goal. It's 40-28. to 28. Yep, Bulls' largest lead, timeout, Wichita State. Wow, this team has come out of the locker room looking entirely different than they entered the game. Here's Self Miguel pushing in transition. Fires inside, Hines is open. Couple ball fakes, gets loose and lays it in. Boy, he was extremely patient down there and it paid off. That made it 42-28 to 28 with 17 minutes and 40 seconds left. As you heard, the Bulls were on a roll. They had a 13-0 run going after a 1-for-9 start to the game and 4-for-17. They would make their next six, and that right there ended a streak basically of 11-for-19. They would not shoot as well the rest of the way. After Tyler Harris made his second three, he was 2-for-10. For a 10-point lead with 14 minutes to go, they did not hit another three. They went four for 23. Chiwa, 19 and 10. Hines, a double-double, 11 and 10. But on the other side, Melvin Flanagan, who's kind of their DJ Patrick, junior college big-time three-point shooter, hadn't really had many standout games in his first year at Wichita, picked this game to hit back-to-back threes at a key sequence. When the Shockers were down seven with less than five minutes to go, he sparked them, then they made their last six shots to the Shockers while the Bulls finished two for 10. What happened? Here's Brian Gregory. You know, some defensive breakdowns in terms of losing some guys and just uh, offensively then a little bit out of sorts, just taking some tough, difficult shots without the ball movement that you need to have and the ball movement that we had. Recognizing the man or zone and then attacking it from there, uh, struggled at times with that. And then, you know, there's there's times you just got to, Dig down, get in a defensive stance, and not let them get to the basket. We just weren't able to do that. Uh, the fouls is in the second half is concerning because it's been the case in all three losses. You know, um, just too many free throws in the second half. Our inability to get defensive stops. We gave up seven offensive rebounds in the second half as well, which is way too many, especially when they only have 11 for the game. You know, we had multiple guys play in the second half and and didn't get any defensive rebounds. You know, it's it's frustrating just due to the fact of the closeness of the games and, and being right there and not being able to finish it, but it's tough to finish it if, you know, you gotta be really disciplined in this league. You gotta be disciplined on defense, gotta be disciplined on offense. And at times we're, we're, we're struggling in that area. You mentioned the fouls. The Bulls committed 13 to six for Wichita. Now they were fouling to get them to the line at the end, and the Shockers actually obliged, going one for two in each of their last four trips. So the Bulls had more than enough chances to win this game. Got to finish. Couldn't do it. And now they have to go to Houston on Wednesday night. That'll be a tough one. Again, tomorrow morning, it's the grand opening of the Porter Indoor Performance Facility. We'll be there. No Bulls beat tomorrow, but plenty of coverage of that on Wednesday's Bulls beat. That wraps up our Monday show. I'm Derek Sharp.